0: Welcome to the Business Power Hour hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real life stories and techniques to power up your business.
1: Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. We're going to have so much fun today because we're talking with someone who is an expert in marketing, shall we say, outside the box, about not doing those things that we've been trained, that we read about in the books, you know, all those various things. It's all about finding what is the best thing for you to be doing. And so please join me in welcoming Ling Wong to our program today. Welcome, Ling. Hey, Deb. Thanks for having me. You know, Great we, to be here. It really is going to be so much fun because I have talked with a lot of marketing people on the program and, you know, we do realize that it's not, well, you know, you have to do it exactly this way, but as small business owners, as entrepreneurs, we get stuck, you know, and, and we're thinking, what do we do? How do we do it? I read this in the, the book of the month, you know, all those various things. So I'm really looking forward to talking to you about ways that you can really stand out from the crowd. Mm-hmm. So let me tell people just a little bit about you before we jump in. Mm -hmm. So Ling Wong is an intuitive brainiac, a creativity mentor, a copywriting alchemist, and the author of Copywriting Alchemy, Secrets to Turning a Powerful Personal Brand into Content That Sells. Through her unique blend of marketing coaching, content experience design, and copywriting process, Ling helps the maverickpreneurs overcome articulate, and transform their why into content that connects, resonates, and converts by way of an intuitive yet rigorously iterative process born out of her Harvard design school training and 15 years of experience in the online marketing industry. So again, Ling, welcome. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Great, great. Well, first, start out by telling us what an intuitive
2: brainiac is. Okay, so um, with my academic background, I'm always, you know, really lean towards the, okay, really intellectual thinking through stuff. Like that's just, you know, I just go there, my brain just go there. Okay. But um, during the time when I was, you know, I strayed on my own and um, started coaching business, that's like more... I it's more like I, I tap into another sort of then another side of me that is more of the, um, you know, you can say it's more woo woo or it's more in, basically like gut feeling intuitive. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. How do I get to, like I can get on the phone with people and in 20 minutes I just tell them like, you know, this is not what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what you really want to be doing. And that's like, you know, that layer of um, the, the empathy and intuition that, mm-hmm just tap into the energy of the conversation because I'm like, you know, you're just lying to yourself. It's not, this is not what you mean because I'm not feeling it in how you're telling me. So I started to explore that side of the sort of like that side of the equation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, along the way I worked with some coaches as well, you know, really discovering, um, you know, how, how to use that, um, that instinct, that intuition to um, tap into what what are the people really getting at, right? And that's really powerful because we can, sometimes we can, um, what I, I, I can make a lot of things sound good. Mm-hmm. But when I really tap into, use my intuition to tap into the energy of how it reflects back to me, Mm-hmm. I can tell whether it is true for my clients. And that is the most important part because, you know, you can grab any copywriter, you know, off the internet and make you, make something sound really good, right? right? But if it doesn't resonate with you on a deeper level, it's not going to be effective mm-hmm. because, you know, like, it's like you can look, you, you look at that really, you know, polished sales page, but if your energy is not behind it, it's not going to do anything for you.
1: Right. And if you haven't really thought about who you are targeting, you know who is going to be reading it. What are, what is their pain point? What is their passion? Um, you know, then then it really is just pretty words on pretty paper. Absolutely, and to that point, is
2: I, I think connecting with the audience is sort of like the, the second layer. But the most important thing when I work with clients is get them to connect with their
1: business first. Okay. So how do you do that? You know, say you've got a business owner that comes to you and says, Ling, I've been in business for 10 years. Things are okay, but, you know, I, I need to make more money or I'm going to have to go back into corporate America. Um, you know, and, and they've got a great business model, a fabulous product or service, but, you know, they're, they're stuck. You know, so, so what would you, how would you work with them?
2: I think if we get we go back to the basics, like you know the, the basically what I said is connecting the connecting the client with their business, mm-hmm. um, the the core value, the message of the business. Because there's there's a lot of great products out there. Mm-hmm. You're servicing the same people. The the market is there, right. but um, I, I think to tell it like, and. And more and more like the, what the trend right now is, it's not just about the product. It's not just about the service. Um, in a way it's like, a, you know, it's getting, get, get bumped down because if you're selling a commodity, you're not going anywhere very far. Mm-hmm. You are in that red way, red race of price and features, mm-hmm. which we don't, you know, it's not a pretty place to be basically, um, you want to get yourself out of that red race of simply price and feature. That's almost like a given, mm-hmm. right? To a place where you have a good story to tell. You are clear on your own value, like why you're doing what you're doing, and that comes through. That becomes your culture. Mm-hmm. You're creating your niche through having a, you know, having a message that's unique to yours, to, unique to you, mm-hmm. and in a way that people can resonate with um what i mean it's like when when, especially for service providers there's so much information out there Mm -hmm. people are not coaches and service providers especially um you know people need to find people they can trust Mm -hmm. trust is a big thing um to sort of like distill all the information all the studies all the research out there and distill it into a solution right. and why would they want to buy your solution It's mm-hmm. because they read your stuff they interact with you and they see that your value and your message is in, in alignment with them with what they believe in with their value and they would say okay so you know i you know i resonate with your approach and so i trust that your solution will be suitable for me
1: know, one of my favorite authors is Bob Berg, and one of the things he says is, all things being equal, people work with other people they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, even if things aren't equal, so, you know, maybe the price is higher, Mm or, you know, longer delivery time, or or all those various things, Mm -hmm. we're going to give the benefit to somebody we know, like, and trust. And, and so you're so right. It's about finding that and connecting with those people. <clears throat> excuse me, and and really making sure that, as it, you know, you said it a couple times, that we resonate with them.
0: hmm.
2: Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's from a let's say, you know, you pull back from in, in a broader um, in, a, in a broader sense, right? It is a customer experience, mm-hmm. and um, a study have shown that by 2020, eighty six percent of, um, you know, client, consumer, whatever you call that, they're going to look for customer experience rather than price and feature as a decision, as a decision factor. So it is big, like, how do you make your clients or customer feel and how do you make them feel about
1: themselves? Right. Well, and look at, you know, even now, you know, we, (laughs) it might be the greatest product or service in the world, but if we got bad customer service, we're never going back. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you go to a restaurant and the the waitress is rude, or you're flying on an airplane and you know the gate attendant is is you know not all that personal. All these various mm-hmm. things, and it is because there is no unique product. You know, mm-hmm. and, and folks, I hate to break it to you, whatever your product or service is, it's not unique. <laughs> you know, it is you not. Be, yeah, <laughs> you, know, you make it unique because of your input, but the actual product or service itself. It's just like you could buy in fifteen, twenty a hundred you know a thousand other places. mm, mm-hmm. absolutely,
2: absolutely. It is a and, and this is how I approach it is there's there like, it's sort of like you layer on your value, your message, your point of view mm-hmm. onto your expertise right to deliver what you know the, basically like you know from for me, right, copy or website strategy or you know wh- whatever that is that it, it is more sort of a commodity, right? It is the things that get filtered through, um, you know, how you approach things, you know, what your special
1: sauces. That is the thing that you sell mm-hmm. that is going to
2: make you different. Right.
1: You know, and it's funny because, you know, we mentioned price a couple of times and, you know, a lot of times we <clears> say, well, you get what you paid for and so you need, you need to pay more to get better quality. You know, I, some of the, the best things that I've gotten... From, you know from and 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 I do realize I'm getting what I paid for but there have been some things that I have done on Fiverr so I paid five dollars mm-hmm. you know, and had absolutely fabulous success with but you know it was something that i I did a lot of due diligence on mm-hmm. you know, so I probably could have found somebody else that was you know that, that could have done it better w- because my time was valuable mm-hmm. but it, it you know I and what it was was you know it was people who have done intros for my radio program And, you know, fabulous voice. They responded quickly, all these various things. But we actually went back and forth a couple of times where he would tweak things and he would ask questions. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I I didn't just pay five bucks. I I gave a pretty good tip. Mm -hmm. But it was because that I, you know, I got that good customer service from him and I made that connection. If he had charged me 50 as opposed to five, I still would have thought it was a deal. Mm
2: hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so personally, I do a lot of copywriting work. And, you know, my rate is, you know, th- my rate is a little bit higher than pe- a lot of people, a lot of my client would expect. But they're like, yeah, I have to do it. Because so for, for the work that I do is that I am not just going to take what you tell me and just put it out in a sort of like grammatically correct format, right? I go through a process with all my copywriting clients, especially the consul- coaches, consultants, solopreneurs who really have a uh, personality, personality driven business, mm-hmm. really need to, you know, show their personality and show their value. There is an exploration process. Right. I, I mean, I grow them, I push them. I don't let them get off easy, mm-hmm. but coming out of it, it's, a, it's like, it's like they were getting a quality coaching and having it expressed on paper.
1: Well, and it's worth it to them to pay mm-hmm. you more, absolutely, to get better product.
2: Absolutely, and and there's also value embedded in them because what I'm telling them is you don't have to go to a coach get the clarity mm-hmm. and then wonder what to do with the clarity.
1: Right, you're you're one one size fits all.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, one stop shop, I would say. That's I mean, a, a lot of uh, yeah, a, a, I would. Yeah, this one size fits all actually doesn't work in
1: marketing. Um, I mean, just like prospects right. getting us. That's, that's what yeah. we've been saying is, you know, it's not you pick up the book and you say, well, you know, the book says I need to do A, B, and C. No. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's talk a little bit more about the, the business uh, program that you have. And, and, I mean, you talk about it as being business soul work. And uh-huh. I love that concept because it really is getting into who you are as that business owner, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I think it's, it, you know, have you found that people a lot of times are, are, you know, coming to you because they've been established for quite a while and, you know, obviously it dep- <coughs> you know, the definition of quite a while depends on, on whoever it is. Uh-huh. But do you find that they've lost kind of that passion, lost their way and they need to refine it? That
2: is my, those would be my best clients. Mm-hmm. It's like, they know the drill, like they have been through it and they, and, and they sort of, I don't have to sell them about, oh, getting, getting clear on um, your value or how you want to do what you do because they know they have done all, everything else. Right. Mm-hmm. And they know, and they know that just chasing the next bright, shiny object is not the solution mm-hmm. versus a lot of people who are new to say running their own business. They would be, they, they would, they, they, expect something completely different. Like, are you going to set up my email? Like, are you going to show me how to do email marketing?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Are you going to, you know, it's just like they, they jump past the, it's so funny because they're getting solid and grounded within our value and our message and our point of view. It's like the thing that most people would jump pass when they first get started Mm -hmm. to go do, 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 get things done. And and they may be getting some results because, you know, from zero to anything, you will see results, right? But when they plateau is the time when they say, okay, I've done everything and I follow everything to the book. Why isn't that working? Mm -hmm. And then they start to realize that they actually have to go back and figure out The the, the thing for me is that the mechanics is easy to learn, like the Facebook ads, the email, the email stuff, the Mm -hmm. social media, whatever. But the question is, what exactly are you going to plug into those tactics? That is your message. That is your content. That is the stuff that you need to get solid if you want to get good results.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. And unfortunately, we (laughs) see it all the time where somebody does a copycat. You know, and 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 you know, and it could be that you know they almost just word for word took the content mm-hmm. from somebody's website. Ooh, bad, bad! Don't do that. Oh um, no! <laughs> but, you know, or or they saw, say, a successful campaign, and they're like, "Wow, that you yeah. know made a lot of money, raised a lot of awareness, whatever it was that that their goal was," and so they gently change things just enough so that they aren't copying. But then they wonder why it didn't work. And it's because it was somebody else's passion and creativity as opposed to your own.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And a lot of people just look at the surface of how it's written, you know, like how it's worded or how it's done, mm-hmm. but then go look under the hood and say, what is the principles right. behind that? And why is, you know, why is the person doing what he or she is doing? Mm-hmm. Because the the for you know the the tactics is really driven by the tactics or the strategies are really driven by the target market right mm-hmm. um, and your business model and what the, the nature of the product or service and how it all come together it's not mm-hmm. just one component to get out of context and you know just do a copycat thing or just color you know follow the you know con, you know what well, it's like color inside the lines and mm-hmm. hope you would
1: have the perfect picture right right. Well, now Ling, what do you do when you have someone who tells you my product, my service is boring? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've had people like insurance salesmen or mm-hmm. you know, carpet cleaners or somebody like that. And you know, how do you work with them to really get their, their story told in a way that no longer makes them boring?
2: That's a very, very good question. It's not about the product. It's never really just about the product. Mm -hmm. You know, how are you going to, if you are passionate about, well, well, first of all, if this person is not even passionate about what he's doing, that we need to sort of rethink the whole thing. Maybe Um, you shouldn't
1: be doing
2: that. Exactly. But maybe the, like, uncover the layer. Maybe it's not the, you know, maybe it's not insurance, but it's like, you know, he he has a heart for the people that he sells insurance to. Right. So who are these people and why are you connected with these people and how are you going to really bring value and, you know, help these people, you know, have a better life or create something good. Um, what is important for these people? Maybe insurance is not the thing that they would go about, you know, telling themselves that, you know, talking about insurance all day, right? Nobody does, Mm -hmm, but maybe it is the family. They're thinking about the welfare of the family, then maybe you know, your angle is how to create, it's like around this whole, say, family and future thing, right? Let's Mm -hmm. say. And then insurance is just part of the picture. So let your product be part of the picture, but nobody is going to talk about your product, walking around talking about your product 24-7. you. not even you would do it yourself. Mm
1: -hmm. So how are you going to plug yourself into this bigger context that has more meaning? Right. Well, and... You know, it's and and then it's about getting past the slogans, because I remember it was an insurance person that I was talking to who said, you know, it's it's what I do is is boring. And then he used the slogan, we sell peace of mind. And it was kind of like, "Okay, what does that mean? (laughs) And, And I think that's where people get stuck, too, is. They come up with their little catchy slogans, or maybe, you know, they're, you know, all these various things, and they don't delve deeper. So, Mm. again, you know, how do you, you know, if somebody tells you, well, Ling, I sell peace of mind, what the heck are you going to tell them? Um, Yeah, so (laughs) I'm
2: like, why should I care? Right. and, And I think it's really a lot of people got got stuck in say you know like you said right taglines and slogan mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what i you know in a very polite way or like the, the cliche stuff right in a very very polite way that i tell my clients it's like okay great when you use that it is a shorthand right. but what does it mean for your clients what does peace of mind look like for your target audience
0: mm-hmm.
2: how would they feel like right. like what, what exactly would happen to them when there's a peace of mind, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, uh, <laughs> right? It's like they, they can't get past the cliche or the words that people mm-hmm. are throwing around. Right. And that's a, that's a symptom. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not the outcome of something. It is a symptom. It's a symptom of not... Um, getting clear about what you could do for your clients is not getting clear about who your clients are, your customers are. Mm -hmm. It is not. And it is also the, 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 that's also a manifestation of fear. Like you fear that you're not good enough. So you don't come up with your own words, um, your fear of being criticized. So you hide behind these like, you know, vague terms Mm -hmm. so you don't have to own up to what it is that you're really about. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
2: and 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 the and I'm going to tell you, like, you know, I, okay, tagline, slogans, fine. But I don't, it is not the thing that I would include in any of my packages.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, basically, it's just like you do not need a logo, a slogan, or a tagline mm-hmm. to get into business.
1: Right. Well, and it's funny because that comes back to exactly what we were saying at the start of the program. <laughs> you know, we're told when you start a business, you have to have a logo. You have to have a tagline. And in fact, you sometimes when you start setting up, say, your website, it asks you for that information, you know, and, and so and it's almost kind of the, the guilt thing. Well, if you don't, yeah, know, right. how can you be doing this? Oh, my God, I'm missing out. Right, right. You know, and, <laughs> and people get so caught up in that, you know, what's my logo going to be like? What's it going to stand for? And I mean, it, you look at the vast majority of logos out there. And they really don't mean all that much. I mean, you know, that, that's kind of the funny. I mean, look at the Nike swoosh. Mm-hmm. If you saw that swoosh all by itself when it first came out, now we know, okay, that's the Nike swoosh. But when it first came out and you just saw that swoosh, you'd be thinking, what? What does that stand for? Or the McDonald's golden arches. I mean, mm-hmm. all these various things that, you know, now we associate with that product, But when they first came out, it was, and and, you know, you got to wonder in those creative meetings, how did those get sold? (laughs) And were they picking behind a a swoosh or a smart or, you know, all those various things? I I think you, I I think it's a backward
2: process. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I think the significance of these logos happens after we build an emotional connection with the products. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now we look at the logo and say, oh my God, I need one of those. Mm -hmm. But if you create a switch thing for your own business, that means nothing in people's mind until you establish your significance in their life. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. And, And you're right. It is that we put the cart before the horse in developing the logo, the tagline. Now the tagline may be a little bit more productive. But yeah, I mean, if if you're so caught up in I have to create this logo, as opposed to what is my message, what do I want people to feel like when they see it, you know, all these various things, then you've kind of lost the battle before you ever even started.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I see people like, oh, I can't launch that website, or I can't do, it, start doing anything because I don't have that logo or that tagline. Let's like, stop. Mm-hmm. Like, can I, I, I? don't. I I've been doing this for. Oh, like how, however many years, I like six, seven years, I don't have a logo.
1: hmm
0: right. I'm making website. I don't, it your website. You I don't, don't have a logo. logo.
1: Right. <laughs> well, and, and, and then, of course, people are like, but what do I put on my business card? <laughs> you know? It's like, that. no, you know, the logo is not the be-all, end-all. No. Like,
2: I, I mean, just tell people what you do. Mm-hmm. Like why, why should I, the, the logo doesn't answer the question. Why should I care?
1: Right. Well, and what you say on your website <laughs> is a new paradigm of business artistry and mindset mastery. And more than anything, that makes me want to say, tell me more about that. What is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think is what we want. You know, we want people to say to us, tell us why, why we should work with you. And you know, and so that's kind of where that the first messaging, all of those various things come in. Is you know, we want people to think, "Oh, well, well, Ling sounds interesting, but why should I work with Ling?" Yeah,
2: absolutely. You know, it is the not everybody come to my website. And it's like, they 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 won't stay, or they're like, "Okay, you're interesting, but not my cup of tea," and that's totally fine. Right. But I also have people who come to me, just email me, say, "Hey, can we talk?" And the first thing is that. They, they know when they get onto, the, onto my website, I can help them. Right, right. Like even before they read anything else, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yes, you can help me. Mm-hmm. Right. It, I, I, I'm like, I'm going for that. And that's not just, um, you know, some self gratuitous thing. Like I, I'm going to tell you that the like, clients who reach or potential clients who reach out to me and say, can we talk like 95% of them just sign up. Mm -hmm. to continue to work with me i'm not doing those like free sessions and you know whatever thing the the, the stock and pony show and then they were like okay let me go think about it Mm -hmm. and nothing happens of course Mm -hmm. like it's almost like i screen out people like i don't get on i don't have to get on those calls anymore where people just want like you know 20 minutes of free advice
1: can we pick your brain
2: exactly i'm like Mm -hmm. no if you're interested in you know, if you're interested in working together we week on the phone, I tell you how I'm going to work with you. This is my approach. You say yes or no.
1: Right. Well, and also what people are doing is they're opting out. You know, you mentioned mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, a, a very, very high percentage think, well, this is great. A lot of people might look at it and go, hmm, that, do- that doesn't quite sound right. Doesn't feel like a good fit. That's okay, too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, because it saves time on both sides. You know, they're Absolutely. not spending time with you and, you know, and, and you're not spending time only to eventually say this isn't going to work. And I think that's what so many business owners and, and entrepreneurs get caught up in is the we want to be everything for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so our message gets wishy-washy and diluted in the process.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I've seen, I, I mean, I've seen so many people just copying what other, what they see other people are doing mm-hmm. and, and they thought that's it. Right. But what I'm going really to bef- and if you're doing that, what I'm going to cha- and I, um, I challenged one of my corporate clients. Um, he said, you know, all my, all our competitors are doing this really in your face, you know, thing in the email, mm-hmm. email. And so should we do that? I'm like, okay, so everybody's doing it, but right. do you know what the results are? Mm -hmm. You see everybody doing it, but have you actually looked under the hood and find out what the results are? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and it's so important to differentiate between yourself and your competitors because if you don't, then they might go to the competitors. Exactly. How are you going to stand out if you're doing what your competitors are doing and you don't
2: even have an idea if that's actually working or are they just you know doing some stupid stuff
1: because because they saw the other competitor doing the same thing? Mm
0: -hmm. Right.
1: And it's always tricky when you mention the competitor. Um, it's funny. I was I was having a, a lunch with somebody the other day, and we were laughing about a radio commercial that is here in Atlanta, that is for uh, men to take. <laughs> and and actually, in the copy of the the um, the ad, and it's again, it's a radio ad. Several times they say this is Viagra on steroids. Now, numerous times they actually mention their product name. But for the life of me, I can't remember it. All I, and you know, pro- probably part of that is because it's not a product that interests me. But because I just kept hearing Viagra, that was what stuck in my head. And, you know, and, 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 you know, their point was that it was better than that. And, and we've all seen that happen where somebody is doing their marketing and, uh, you know, it's that we're better than our competitors. But the second you remind me about your competitor's name, I get that name stuck in my head.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: Well, Ling. One of the things that you know, you know, more than one of the things, but you yeah. work with people a lot on their personal brand. Mm-hmm. And you have five steps to establish a strong personal brand. Walk us through that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think I touch upon um, a lot of those um, when you know d- during our conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- th- I-, I want to just rewind just a tiny bit before we okay. go into the five steps. Is And that's really important to, um, I think it's a really important point is instead of looking at your competition Mm -hmm. in the, at the level of the product, because that's what people do is they look at the competition at the level of the product, right? Mm -hmm. Regardless of the, the market or the point of view, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. Like like we said, right, that the price, the feature, essentially just what the product in and of itself is a very small part of the decision process. So, and that's really, and, and that's really the key is think about your customer, put your customer and client front and center. It is a customer centric experience. So think from, from that perspective and then look at your co- competitors again. So the the the, the, the guy who's selling this exact same product may not be your direct competitor. Mm-hmm. It could be some. It could be something else. It could be a product
1: that's completely different. Mm-hmm. Right, because he's offering something different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and whether it's you know a, a, and and it probably is different ways to make people feel. You know, and and it's yeah. funny, as we were talking about this, I was thinking mm-hmm. of car dealerships. You know, a, in in a lot of ways, a car is yeah, a, car, is a right, car, right? And so, how do they differentiate themselves? Um, you know, and, and I've talked about this several times on the program because we bought a new car earlier this year, and my husband, you know, I'm one of these. I wander onto a lot, and I go, "Okay, I'll buy that." Mm-hmm. You know, th- that's me. You know, it took me two hours to buy my last car. It oh, took me several months to buy his <laughs> because you know, he researched it and and you know all these things. But we went to eight different dealerships. And essentially, we were looking at basically the same vehicles. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. same features. They were within a couple thousand dollars, you know, all those various things. What it came down to was which salespeople did we like the least and Mm -hmm. which people did we like the best. had nothing really to do with the features and and all those various things. Once we got it narrowed down to A, B, and C, you know, and I mean, and there was, there were two dealerships that even though we liked the cars, we weren't going to go back to, mm-hmm. because we didn't like them. The, the dealer, it, and, and it literally came down to two different salespeople that it was like, Ooh, we like these guys. And then it was, Oh my gosh, I don't want to have to tell the one that we didn't choose him because you know, you, and, and, but that was good because that meant we'd really made a connection.
2: Yeah. 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 So exactly. Like it is, and this isn't exactly what I'm talking about. It's that customer-centric experience. Mm-hmm. It's like how do you make people feel? And and I, I think the important part is that you're also thinking like, okay, I probably have to take my car back to you know to get surfaced or mm-hmm. do whatever thing. I want my next three years to be not a painful experience. Right. Like people want to establish a relationship. Mm-hmm. So how can you go above and beyond the product itself to build a relationship,
0: mm-hmm. you know, to
2: have that loyalty, right? And, 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 and that goes back to, you know, how you're unique and how you express that. And that goes back to, let's go back to the five step of the personal branding that you asked me about. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and, and it really builds on one another and it starts with connecting you with your business is the, um, the value, right? Okay. It's your value, your, um, it's what you stand for. Mm-hmm. It is your why. It is why are you in business? What matters to you? What rouses you up, right? Mm-hmm. If you're solving a problem, what rouses you up about this problem? Mm-hmm. Like, why? It's like why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Well, and especially for a lot of entrepreneurs, um, or if you especially if you're just starting out, like why are you giving up that health insurance and
0: right? Mm-hmm. right?
2: Mm-hmm. Why? 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 And that's really about you and grounding you with what you do in your business.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that is really important. Like, what makes you tick? Like, if you say you, you know, that, and you could, you know, uncover things like, oh my God, I really don't want to be, I don't know, like, um, doing all the networking and schmoozing and that, that could inform your business model. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your personality? How mm-hmm. does your how does your personality play out mm-hmm. in this business model that is going to um, make you happy? That is going to um, sort of like enhance your business rather than, you know, drag it down. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like Gary Vaynerchuk, he always say, like, you have to just make your strength stronger. You're not mm-hmm. going to try to make your weakness in you, you know, like work on your weakness so that everything are just mediocre. Right.
1: Right. Well, and that's so important because, you know, you mentioned, you know, networking and, and things like that. You know, there are people who it, it just is painful to them, literally, to have to go to network, even if they know those people. I mean, that's uh-huh. not what they want to do. But that's me. Told, you know, that's me. Yeah. You know, but, and, and how many times have you been told, well, Ling, you really should network? That was so painful
2: for the first few, mm-hmm. few years. It was so painful for me. Like, I'm like, I guilt myself. I'm like, oh, my God, I I, I have to go to this thing and I have mm-hmm. to do that thing. Oh, my God. it It's like the most painful thing. I was like totally torn apart.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm just
2: like, screw that.
1: Right. Yeah, because people could tell when they went to talk with you that you didn't want to be there. Exactly, and
2: and, and this layer, like you really, it is really about knowing yourself, right, mm-hmm. and I connecting see. yourself to the businesses. That's the confidence. That's the feeling comfortable in your own skin.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and then, then when you recognize that, you find alternatives. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe you only network um, online. You mm-hmm. know, uh, you all of these various things, and. And it is about knowing you, you know, I have people that, well, you have to go to these after hours. Well, I don't like after hours events just in general. I just don't like them. Um, you know, <coughs> typically there's alcohol involved and, you know, I drink wine, you know, so that, you know, my husband drink. Yeah. So it's not that I don't, you know, but I have found over the course of time that <coughs> when people are networking and they've had a little too much, then you're not networking. You know, mm-hmm. I've had great conversations with people who didn't remember it the next day. Okay. Oh, you know, and, and and I just don't like evening events. You know, I don't like driving after the dark after dark. I don't like all those things. So, you know, I'm one of those people if if I have to go for whatever reason, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm a volunteer or something at the event. Mm-hmm. I know it shows that I don't want to be there because I'm looking around, I'm looking at my watch. You know, how much longer do I have to do this? All those various yeah. things, when I really should just tell people, you want, I, I need to find a better way to, to help this organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome.
2: So this is like the first layer to get solid within yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second layer is your message. Mm-hmm. So your message is the thing that is related to your ideal customer, clients, target audience, right? Mm-hmm. Whoever you call that. It's how you project your how you project your value, your why, you know, whatever that is about you mm-hmm. into a sort of like turn it into something that will appeal to your target audience. Okay. Like how are you significant? How, like how are you relevant to them? Mm-hmm. Because if you want to make an impact in this world, right, you need to be relevant to some people. Because if you're not relevant to anybody, mm-hmm. nobody's going to pay attention to what you say. It, it is almost like you have, if you want to do your value, your why, the you know, do it justice, right? You need to make sure that people are reading, people are listening. Mm-hmm. And you need to make your message relevant. Right. That's the message.
1: <laughs> and what it might mean is that you really well, actually it doesn't might it really does mean that you have to fine tune and know exactly who you want to work with mm-hmm. you know and 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 that might be an extremely small percentage of people but if they're the right people it's worth it it, it is and
2: i mean this whole niche thing could be an hour one hour two hour conversation right. mm-hmm. but uh i have i, I want to um I don't even remember what the the exact wording, but I I want to find that particular post and I want to. um, I I had like three niche reframes that I think is really um, helpful for people to really look at it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Is um, so niche is really rooted in our inner values, convictions, and point of view. So essentially, what I tell people is that you make your own niche, like, you don't go to a niche menu and find something because people tell you it is viable or it is mm-hmm. lucrative. That doesn't exist. Right. Like the it if your your heart is not in it, fine. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, go go do those little niche websites or affiliate marketing thing and, you know, bang these things out and don't get attached to it. Maybe you can make mm-hmm. you can make money. I don't care, but that's not my you're not my clients, right? Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um it, it is really about creating your what I say is that like you make yourself the niche. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to pick it from a niche manual.
1: Right, right. And I think that's where a lot of times people did get caught. Because, you know, how many times have we talked with people and we said, you know, why did you go into business? <clears throat> well, I saw a need.
2: <laughs> and I'm like,
0: uh, okay. <laughs> and But, yeah, that,
1: that is the commodity.
0: Right. Like, that is okay. the commodity
2: level, right? But if you dig deeper, like, how are you going to connect yourself to this thing right and that is the thing that's going to juice it all up mm-hmm. and make it meaningful right mm-hmm. and the next thing is I and niche is for me is about connection and resonance mm-hmm. and it is about giving a shit like right. if you don't give a shit to your audience it shows mm-hmm. period
1: mm-hmm. yeah we know that you're <laughs> just there to make money hmm and and that happens all the time, you know, and 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 we see it all
2: the time. Yeah. It, and the the last thing I about niche says is niche is a reflection of our constant evolution. Okay. What it means is that we are evolving, and the world around in which we define ourselves is evolving.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So that means your niche has to evolve with you. Like some people are like, okay, this is my niche and I am like white knuckle holding on to it mm-hmm. and I'm not going to give it up. And so you evolve, the world evolve, your market evolve and your message is now out of, it's now mm-hmm. dis, like, disconnected with right. you, with your market and with everything
1: else. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best examples of that would be Kodak. <laughs> who mm-hmm. you know, Kodak just knew that people were always going to use film for their cameras, you know, and, and all those various things. And, and the digital market never really entered their mind mm-hmm. until it had passed them by. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, yeah. So this is how you sort of like make yourself. And these are the idea of niche is really about making yourself relevant to the people that you care about right. and tell your story. And, and share your, you know, share your value and your why in a way that will make an impact to these people Right, is by being relevant,
1: mm-hmm. you know, and it is, it, it, it's, it is about giving them what they want and what they need, but it comes back to what we were saying. It still has to match your own soul, your own passion. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and it's funny, I was thinking, you know, about all the people who, you know, 10 years ago or so, became realtors because the market was really, really good and you could make quite a bit of money as a realtor. Well, they didn't have a passion for it. You know, it was it was their evening job. It was their weekend job. It was a way for them to make extra money. And we see that all the time with people. You know, the people who are you know selling say cosmetic products or yeah, insurance. You know, sometimes that becomes one of those things where it's it's a way for them to make extra money as opposed to this was their passion.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. So now the third layer, right? It's like you have mm-hmm. your why, you have your people, and we need to find your point of view. Mm-hmm. I mean, even it's like it, it it becomes the like it's just like what, your point of view, right? What mm-hmm. What is your opinion on this thing?
0: Right.
2: Like, why are people and especially like you know, there are so many solutions out there for every single problem that we have. Hmm. Why? Why do I have to listen to you? Mm-hmm. Right. Um. It could be that you have a specific point of view, and you're going to say like, people are not getting results because they're getting it all wrong. Mm-hmm. What rouses you up about your industry? Um, what are people getting wrong? Why aren't people getting results? Like, how? Why? Are you, why do you think your approach is better?
1: Mm-hmm. Like all that. Right. And you have to be able to mm-hmm. articulate that. And and mm-hmm. sometimes that's the hardest thing for people is. You know, they, they, uh, and and you know I've seen that where they are so excited and so passionate but they don't they don't have any idea how to actually get that message across to people mm-hmm.
2: and that's and that's actually the most important thing because um, I, I work with let's say uh, I, I work with a lot of coaches right health coaches life mm-hmm. coaches their clients have been around the block a few times mm-hmm. and and you know it's not like you you can't just simply say Oh, the benefit is you'll lose, you know, I don't know, like 10 pounds in two right. months, right? Mm-hmm. Or the, it's like the the way when you write about, it's like the, the, a lot of copywriting um, training say, oh, talk about the benefits, right? Don't bore people about how you do it. Mm-hmm. But your point of view is reflected in the way you deliver the results mm-hmm. and people who have tried different things, you have done everything under the sun, they are not going to trust you unless you tell them, you know, your specific approach and how you're different. Because they're like, oh, yeah, you know, every other, every other, you know, product or coach or trainer that I have talked to, researched and paid, promise me I can lose 10 pounds in a month. Like nothing happened. Like Mm -hmm. what is your special sauce? Like they need to know what your unique point of view is and how it's reflected in how you deliver your... Um, your results
1: right and and you know it's it's very important that those that that's real and that's authentic you know it's not just the ooh I'm going to tell them what they want to hear words
2: yeah it's, 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 it's not words I mean the way you talk about it the way you articulate it reflects mm-hmm. how, do you really know your stuff or are you just going about other websites and copy and pasting a few things together
1: mm-hmm because we can tell that. I mean, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. probably one of the, the easiest ways to think about it is when we get one of those sales calls, you know, one of the robo calls mm-hmm. and, and it's, hello, my name is, yeah. you know, it's, or they, you, you know, you can tell that they're reading the script yeah. because then of course, you know, if they get my husband, he likes to throw them off the script, but yeah. uh, you know, it's, but that's so true. I mean, you know, how many times. And, and, you know, I'm going to come back to networking events. We've got our 30 second introduction. And, you know, and, and we've been told we must have our 30 second introduction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and so that's how you introduce yourself when, you know, whether it's, you know, one on one or before the group. And we never stop to think, what do they need to hear from us today? And, and maybe it's, what do they want to hear from us today? You know, because need sometimes means we're going to word it the wrong way. But, you know, it's, it is, it's about making those connections. I want to, you know, go to a networking event where somebody tells me something totally different. You know, I, I might know that they sell toner cartridges or insurance or whatever, but again, why? You know, mm-hmm. why do I want to work with them? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: And then now we, um, so that's the point of view. And then, okay, that that's the fun part now. We layer everything on top, right? Mm-hmm. To, this is the fil- filter, through which you talk about your product.
0: Okay.
2: So we have the your value, your why. We have your niche or your audience, your message. And we have the point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Now we so We sort of like this. These are this is the filter through which you talk about your product. Mm-hmm. So your so that is the way that you position your product or services to make it into not a commodity. Mm-hmm. That answers the question, why do I have to pay pay you the big bucks?
1: Mm -hmm. I love that because, you know, it it, it, it is something that it actually might change. And I was wondering that. Have you ever worked with somebody where you get like to this (laughs) point and they go, wait a minute, I should be offering them something different? I mean, yeah,
2: like. You know,
1: that that, that, well, flash, well, that light bulb happened and they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm selling the wrong thing.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I, I, you know, not so much about physical products, but mm-hmm. um, a lot of um, life coaches or health coaches or coaches in general, they may be positioned, they just need to adjust a few degrees right. to say, oh, I'm actually not doing this, but I, this is what I am about. Like this is not what I'm about, I'm about this, right? right. It could be just a few degrees, but it feels so much better after you dial that in. Mm-hmm. Because you're not looking at, you know, it's not like, oh I go to coaching school I go to coaching school and you know, I this is what I'm told to do and I'm going to pick this niche and go for it. Mm-hmm. It is like okay, so everything is logical when you build through those layer. And so people are like Tearing the hair out about like, oh my God, unique selling proposition. What is that? What do I do about that? Right. But if you go through those layers, mm-hmm. it is so apparent what you are supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. That is not an issue anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm, I'm going to come back to a word that you used at the very start of the program. And that was instinct. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people know in their gut that something isn't quite right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, we need to trust that little voice. You know, mm-hmm. I, I tell people it's that little voice that's going in your head, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not going to eat just to squeak at you, you know, there's, yeah. there's some reason why it's there, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, and, and so pay attention to those, you know, and the, the bad part is so many times we are dealing with people who are saying, but I have invested so much into product A, service B. That they think I can't change, mm-hmm. and so they ignore the little e voice. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, what happens is that little e voice gets louder and louder till pretty soon it's screaming at you. Yeah, um, you know, and and so it's and and maybe this has happened through the course of time. You know, when we started out the business, we had the passion. We knew what we wanted to do, and it's lost the luster. It's lost the glamour. Maybe it is that we're out of touch with what people really need now. And you know, but but because we kept ignoring that internal voice telling us, you know, eh, uh, technology has changed, people have changed. That's you know, we're not selling as much, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so that's why a lot of times people are coming and saying, okay, I've been doing this for ten years, now what?
2: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 I, I think there, yeah, there's absolutely. That um, a lot of people um, say I've been doing it for so many years. Like they get attached to it,
1: right? And I spent so much money on it.
2: Yeah, but the thing is, there's like they're they're just if you if you're willing, right? If you're willing to go as far as you need to go, but and 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 the willingness allows you to open up to explore options. Mm-hmm. And the right. good news is, oftentimes it is you, you can just. Pivot just that little bit. Mm-hmm. Not you don't have to throw everything out. I mean, I've pivoted many times mm-hmm. and I'm st- I still have the same list. Right. I am just, you know, change things a little bit, experiment. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I you know, I started as a coach, but then I'm like, you know, I'm really not the coachy coach thing. I, I don't mm-hmm. have the patience to get people to talk till they turn blue. I'm like, right. you know, I see people like going through this. I'm like, Stop, I'm gonna write the damn mm-hmm. thing for you. I'm like uh-huh. Yeah, I will write the damn thing for you. So mm-hmm. I pivoted to combining coaching with the writing.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
2: is my offering right now. But I didn't right. throw my list away. I didn't throw my website away.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I just talked right. about it differently.
1: Mm-hmm. And I do it differently. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes it is a major change. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about somebody here who I have known in Atlanta, you know, for, <laughs> for five years. And he sold a commodity. He sold a product and he recently switched and is working for a nonprofit and I can see the change in him. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he was always one of these positive people, you know, that, that you like to be around all these various things, but now it's like his inner light is shining. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and, and we're not saying that you have to go off and work for a nonprofit. I mean, you could just volunteer or, you know, whatever, or sometimes it's spending more time with your family, all of those various things. But, you know, it's, it, we recognize it in people when they're doing what they should be doing Yeah, is maybe that the best way to put that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's like, you know, you're really applying your strength and your value to something that is meaningful to you.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Well, Ling, we've only got about five minutes left. Mm -hmm. So tell us more. I think don't we have like one more steps to establish a personal brand? Yes, we we do. Yes, we do.
2: Um, I'll be, quick on that one and that one is actually an easy one that is the delivery of your oh, okay. st- stuff right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that maps to the nature of your product right the need of your audience and your strength those three things okay so, so
1: yeah is uh, that the you know the, the you're gonna have a website and a and a facebook page or you know the, that those nuts and bolts or is that something different
2: yeah that's more like the the, the nuts and bolts like how do you deliver like you know okay. let's say your website and facebook right that's mm-hmm. like how do you deliver your content? So Facebook, right? So are you, you know, do you know your people on Facebook or maybe they're mm-hmm. on LinkedIn, right? If you're B2B, maybe LinkedIn is a better platform, even right. though everybody's screaming about Facebook Live, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's like, that is still that level of steadfastness in knowing your people and knowing your message, right? Mm-hmm. And knowing your strength. If you're, if you're good at writing, don't get tempted by all those like Facebook Live and video stuff. It's right if video is not your thing, like do it, but you know, don't feel guilty if writing mm-hmm. is your thing.
1: Right. Well, and you know, it, it comes back to knowing yourself. Yeah. You know, I, how many times have we seen say video, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, whatever. And you know that that is just so uncomfortable for that. I person. know. Right. But yeah. They were told, well, you need to be doing video. Exactly. That's the thing.
2: So, and yeah, so I, I think it's really a combination of knowing your strength, knowing where, like how your ideal customer, audience, clients consume content, right, mm-hmm. and where you can find them, and the nature of your, of what you talk about, what you teach, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you teach, I don't know, like carving pumpkin, for example, mm-hmm. um, you make a video, right? You don't mm-hmm. write a ten-page manual on carving right. pumpkin. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, but there might be somebody who needs to read it, so maybe that's your secondary product. Yeah, but you know, it's it and and it comes. You know, it, we've said it several times. It it's from knowing what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then matching it with what you do. Which sometimes that is a little bit difficult. You know, if you're trying to reach an audience, say millennials, that really, 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 really want video, and you really, really, really don't want video. Maybe they're not your people. Right. Or you need to to shift and maybe that's not the product or service you you need to be offering.
2: Mm -hmm. I I think if you're forcing yourself to do something that you're not comfortable with, Mm -hmm. that's not your strength, that that may be some pivoting or soul searching or something that needs to happen Mm -hmm. to get back into alignment. Because if you drag yourself to do the things that you you don't want to be doing, people can feel it. Mm -hmm. It's so uncomfortable.
1: And and it is funny when somebody matches. Um, you know, I interviewed someone not long ago on the program who is um, in his eighties and is huge on YouTube. And I mean, it's the cutest thing in the world. You know, and and but you can tell that he has that passion for yeah. doing it. And you know, and and you know, and, and I've also talked to people in their twenties who would rather you know get a root canal than than do a video.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. So Ling we've got just a couple minutes left so tell us more about your business and how you can work with people and help them. Okay.
2: So um I I think we've talked a lot about here and there how I work with people. Um mm-hmm. it's a I I work with people to help them create their website content, their content strategy mm-hmm. um or I some uh, and for a lot of corporate clients I also do um ghostwriting for their blog articles, for their other content. Okay. So but for clients who are sort of like, you know, my, the, the clients that I really, really love, the Maverick Planner is a, it's usually we, I do like website content and copywriting for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And and the process is one which um, I combine the marketing coaching or the clarity coaching okay. baked into the process. So, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to go to a business coach. Oh, okay. I'm feeling really great about this message or my offering. But then you, mm-hmm. have, you still have to find someone to write it. And more often than not, that someone would water it down, water it down right. because they don't know who they don't know mm-hmm. really about. But they didn't do that initial process. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I feel that that is the disconnect that I that just that's like so painful for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that that is how I started this particular offering is I'll just write a damn thing for you because mm-hmm. I see people who walk away really happy from uh-huh. my coaching session. But six months later, they're still sitting on that clarity without Mm -hmm. anything to show for on their website. Mm
0: -hmm. So I'm just like,
2: I'll write the damn thing for you. Right. Right.
1: I'll just do it. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. And that is the thing now, because I'm like, you know what? I don't even have to sit here to talk till we turn blue. Mm -hmm. I have a couple of discovery calls, We get clarity and I write the thing and Mm -hmm. you grow into, you grow comfortable in your skin along the process. Right.
1: Right. Well, and it is so hard sometimes for people to write that themselves yeah. that that's where it's great to be able to work with you with you.
2: Yeah, I, I think we just we get it then so that they can have something to take it out into the world.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, okay. how many times have we seen the the business owner, the entrepreneur who is stuck in the I don't even have a website, so I can't do this yet. Oh, my God. And, too and, long. You know, we mentioned, you know, that the logos, all of those various things. Yeah. Get something out there and then you can, can work on it later. But you know, don't don't think well I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I have to do this. You know, it's back to what we were saying at the very start. Just because the marketing books and all those various things say you must do this and you must do, no. No <laughs> do what works for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean it's not
2: I, I you know, the the way I approach it I mean why do I write, write the website content for my clients is that because through the process of creating those foundational pages they mm-hmm. get clear with what they stand for, what their right. story is about and what they do and how they do it in a way that add value to the clients. It's right. not about having a website. It is about knowing, being exactly knowing exactly how to articulate mm-hmm. how they right. do what they do.
1: And maybe they don't need a website. I mean, maybe, maybe they don't, maybe they
2: mm-hmm. don't. Maybe I, you know, after what, you know, maybe the, my next client will be writing something completely different. I don't care. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Ling, how do people find you and connect with you online?
2: Yeah, so my website is business-soulwork.com, um, S-O-U-L-W-O-R-K, business-soulwork.com. And I have a content marketing webinar series that I um, I think your audience will be interested in. Great. Um, this is um, it's free, of course. It's business-soulwork.com slash content-marketing-webinar.
1: Perfect, perfect. Well, we will put that in the uh, uh, link on the notes, so great. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having a fabulous time talking with Ling Wong, and until next week, everyone have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business.